first song here today. It's in Mark chapter 11. Amen. I've been wrestling all morning. I woke up this morning and I had everything prepared for today and thought I knew exactly what I was going to be preaching on. And the Lord is leading me in a different direction than what I had planned on, but we're going to start in the same passage that I originally planned planned on starting in. So in Mark chapter 11, we read of the triumphant entry of Jesus here into Jerusalem. Beginning in verse 1, it says that when they came nigh to Jerusalem and a Bethpage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, He sendeth forth two of his disciples, and he said to them, Go your way into the village over against you. And as soon as ye be entered into it, ye shall find a colt tied, and whereon never a man sat. Loose him and bring him. If any man say unto you, Why do ye this? Say ye that the Lord hath need of him, and straightway he will send him hither. When they went their way, they found the colt tied by the door without in a place where two ways met, and they loosed him. Certain of them stood, that stood there, they said to him, Well, what do ye loosen the colt? And they said unto them, Even as Jesus commanded, and they let them go. And they brought the colt to Jesus, and they cast their garments on him, and he sat upon him. And many spread their garments in the way, and others they cut down the branches off the tree, and they strewed them in the way. And they that went before, and they that followed, they cried, saying, Hosanna! Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the kingdom of our father David that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And Jesus, he entered into Jerusalem and into the temple. And when he had looked round about upon all these things, and the eventide was come, and he went out unto Bethany with the twelve. Amen. If you could just lay your Bibles down, lift up your hands. Amen. I just want to invite the presence of God once again into this place. Amen. That we could have our minds, amen, wrapped attention to Him and all that He has planned for us this day. In Jesus' name, Lord, we thank You, O God, for showing up already in a mighty way in this place. God, I invite You, God, not just into the presence of this place, but God, into the deep recesses of my heart. God, I pray that there would be something within us, Lord, that would spring out, God, life. Lord, words of life. God, songs of praise. Lord, help us today to get a song in our heart, God, a spirit, Lord, in our step, God, that we, Lord Jesus, would give you praise, for you are worthy of the praise, God, you are the King of kings, God, we thank you for all that you do, in Jesus' precious name, amen, you can be seated today, hallelujah, Jesus, this triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem was a, a momentous occasion for uh, us today. This was Jesus, the Savior of the world, the King of kings, the one that uh, would be anointed as the King of the Jews, the one who would come in and he was the fulfillment of all of these prophecies of the Messiah. Through the ages you had these prophecies over and over and over in the Old Testament that a Messiah would come. 
The Messiah, somebody who would save them, someone who would free them, not just, come on, a, a savior like Samson, not just somebody who would, uh, for a time and a, just a, a span of time that would set them free from their captors, not like Moses, but no, this was a savior who would once and for all save them from their sins. Jesus Christ was that savior. Jesus Christ was the one. Now, just to set the stage, just to set, uh, so that you know what is, uh, what, what day this is landing on. If you go all the way back to Moses, if you go all the way back to when the Israelites were slaves in Egypt, on that day that we call now the Passover, leading up to that day, you had some preparations that were taking place. Just to set the stage in case you don't know the story, we had uh, the Israelites that were slaves in Egypt. They'd been slaves there for many generations. And and there was coming a a, a Messiah of sorts, a, a, a Savior of sorts, the man of God, Moses, who God had called for that appointed time to set them free from their captives in Egypt. He was, he was uh, called and the, he came from the backside of a wilderness where God had called him out of a burning bush and told him to go and set my people free. And so Moses, obeying the word of the Lord, went into Egypt. He went to Pharaoh and he told him, you need to let my people go. And we know that God hardened the heart of Pharaoh In that time after time when Moses would ask and inquire of him, let the people of Israel go, he might seem as if he was budging and say, okay, I'll let them go if you'll do this and that. But Moses said, no, the word of the Lord says, let us go. Let us free. And so uh, there was plagues and pestilence and all these things that would come upon the land of Egypt. Finally, after nine times of this happening, there was what God would would determine to be the very last plague or the very last judgment upon the people of, of, of Egypt. And in fact, it was not just on Egypt, but even though all those living in Egypt, if they did not obey the command of the Lord. And so Moses, he instructed upon God's, uh, God's uh, telling him of what to do, instructed the people of, of Israel that they needed to, in fact, if, we, I could turn there. It's in Deuteronomy chapter 12. Let me, let me turn there. Deuteronomy chapter 12. I'm sorry, ex, Exodus chapter 12. Exodus chapter 12. And in Exodus chapter 12, beginning in verse 1, it says that the Lord, he spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt. And he said, this month shall be unto you the beginning of months. In other words, we're starting over right now. This is your January from now on. Okay. This day right day, right here, this is a momentous day. This is a momentous occasion. We're beginning things over again. We're going to start on a fresh plate right now. So this right now, we're going to begin a new calendar. And this month right here shall be the beginning of the months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak unto the congregation of Israel and tell them in the tenth day of this month, you shall take every man a lamb. According to the house of the fathers. A lamb.
lamb for a house. And, and he goes on to instruct them, I need you to inspect that lamb. Look over that lamb for any blemishes. In verse, uh, in verse 5, it says, your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. Take it from the sheep or from the goats, and, and you shall keep it up until the 14th day of the same month. And on that day, the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. They shall take of the blood, they shall strike it on the two sides of the doorposts, and on the upper part of the doorpost, and you should eat that lamb inside of there. And then it was on that night that there was a death angel that would pass over all of the land of Egypt. And if there was the lamb, the, the, the blood of the lamb that was spread upon the doorpost, then that death angel would pass over that house. And if it was not there, then the firstborn of that household would pass away. So, again, we have on the 10th day, pick out the lamb, find the lamb, prepare the lamb, look it over, inspect it, because on the 14th day, you're going to kill that lamb, slaughter the lamb, and that will be the sign of the covering so that the death angel will pass over. Okay, now... This day, the Passover, the day that, 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 that they're commemorating, that they would look back on on that day when the, the death angel would pass over, that is the day that Jesus hung on a cross. That is the day when Jesus died. It was on that day of the Passover. What happened four days prior to that was when they were choosing the lamb. I want you to know what happened on Palm Sunday. The day when Jesus Christ is entering into Jerusalem is the very day when they had been instructed, I want you to choose you out a lamb that will become the sacrifice for your provision. I want you to choose you out a lamb. And you can ex- you inspect this lamb. You find a perfect lamb. Come on, there was never such a perfect lamb as that of the lamb of God. There was never such a perfect lamb as Jesus Christ, who himself was without sin. But he gave himself for our sins. And Jesus, coming into Jerusalem on the day when they were to choose out a lamb, he was the one. He was the lamb. They were choosing him. They were, they were honoring him. They're saying, this is the one. This is the one that's coming to save our people. This is the one that can be the covering for our sins. They're choosing Jesus. When we go and we, we see that passage of what began to take place as Jesus is entering into Jerusalem, it says that they began to sing a song or they began to say these words. What it was is they're singing the songs of, 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 of the Hallel's. The Hallel's, the, not just any Hallel, but the Egyptian Hallel's. Now, if you don't know about the Hallel's, what this is, if you go to the book of Psalms, anybody ever gone to the book of Psalms and you just need a little pick-me-up for the day? You pick up your Bible. I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise you if you're looking for a little pick-me-up to go to the book of Revelation. I wouldn't advise you to go to the book of Numbers. Or, or uh, I guess there's some, some pretty good stories in Numbers, but maybe not. Maybe not go to all the lists of names, but the book of Psalms is a pretty good place that you can go. Right? Why is that? Well, the book of Psalms 
In fact, it's, it's, it's broken up into a couple of different sections. We're not going to get into all of that. But there is a certain section of the book of Psalms that is the songbook. Anybody remember songbooks? Anybody remember some songbooks? Oh, I'm back here and I, I pulled out one of our old songbooks. Come on, who, what are some songs that you like to sing out of the songbook? You would open it up. Come on, and something would get into you. Oh, that's a good one I just opened to. When we all get to heaven. Whoo, come on now. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that shall be. Come on, when we all see Jesus, we will sing and shout for victory. Oh, when we all get there. Oh, yes. You begin going through the songbooks and you, you get a little pick-me-up. Come on, a little song gets in your heart. Oh, love lifted me. Oh, that's a good one. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. Very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the majesty of the, or but the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. From the waters he lifted me. Now safer am I. Come on, love lifted me. Yes, love lifted me. Come on, there's a song that gets in your heart. There's something when you pull out a song book and you can pull out, come on, it's, you can pull out songs today and there's a song that just gets in your heart. Anybody had that? A song just gets in your heart and you start singing a song and it's a little lift me up. It's a little pick me up for the day. And you say, Lord, I don't know who placed that song there, but I thank you, God. If that was you, I thank you for placing a little song in my heart. Come on, we need a little Palm Sunday praise today. We need a little Palm Sunday praise. Well, God can put a little song in your heart that when you're in a place where you know that you're going through some tough things, God can still put a song in your heart and he can say, come on, let me show you what can I, what I can do when I get a little bit of song and praise inside of you. Psalms was this praise book. It was this, these songs that they would sing. And in fact, these hallels, this was a term, hallel. Is a term that means praise. We, we hear the, the word or you say the word and we say it a lot. Hallelujah, right? You understand that hallelujah was never meant to just be something that we would say hallelujah. Hallelujah was in fact a command. Hallelujah means hallel, praise, Yah, meaning the short, shortened form of Jehovah, Yahweh, hallelujah, praise God. It's a command, give God praise today. Hallelujah. God, I give you praise. Come on, when you say hallelujah, it's a command. I give you praise. God, I give you all the praise. Come on, it's the highest praise that we can give. Hallelujah. God, I give you the everything. Hallel. Hallel was the name of these songs, these groups of psalms that the people of Israel would sing. And in fact, they would, they would get scattered all throughout the, the place. But there was one place that in Israel that everybody wanted to go at least one time in their life. They wanted to get to Jerusalem. Now you, it's interesting many times when you see, in fact, you can read through the Gospels. It says many times that Jesus, he went up to Jerusalem. 
And it says that from many different towns that Jesus was, was traveling from. It's not just the accounts of Jesus, but uh, anytime somebody is, is coming to Jerusalem, it, it almost always says that they went up to Jerusalem. Now, if you look on a map, it doesn't always make sense to say they went up to Jerusalem. Now, usually, maybe up, uh, you're, you're pointing north, but it didn't matter if they're pointing north, south, east, west, wherever, whatever direction they're coming from, but it was because Jerusalem was on a high place. So when they were going up to Jerusalem, they had these songs that they called the songs of ascent. Songs of ascent. And as they're ascending and they're climbing and they're making their way on their pilgrimage to Jerusalem, they would begin to sing some songs. When they'd open up their songbook. If you've got your Bible today, you can open, open up your songbook. I didn't give all these scriptures to them back there, so you've got to bring your Bible today. Let's go to some of these songs of ascent. These are the great Hallels. We can start in Psalm chapter 120. Psalm chapter 120, and, and they begin to sing some songs. Come on, these are some of the, the greatest things that in your time of distress. He says, in my time of distress, I cried unto the Lord, and he heard me. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from, my, from lying lips, from a deceitful tongue. What shall be given unto thee, or what shall be done unto thee, thou false tongue? Sharp arrows of the mighty with coals of juniper. Woe is me that I sojourn in Meshach. For my soul hath dwelt with him that hateth peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. Now, for, uh, Psalm 121, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. On the Lord, he preserveth thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord, he shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth, even forevermore. Psalm 122, this is a, these are the Hallels, these are the songs of ascent, these are the songs. Now, I don't know what the tune was that they put to them. They had something, they weren't singing them exactly like this because they didn't speak English. So I don't know what their cadence was, I didn't know what all it was, but they began to sing these songs. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Woo, come on. I was glad. I'm making my way to Jerusalem today. And I was glad when they said, oh, let us go to the house of the Lord. I can get into the presence of Jehovah. I can get into the place. Come on, it says our feet, they shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem, it was built as a city. Come on, compact together where the tribes, they go up. The tribes of the Lord, they can tell the testimony of Israel. They can give thanks to the name of the Lord. Well, they're singing these songs of praise. We can keep on going. Come on, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side. Now may Israel say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us. Come on, everybody had that song in your heart. If it had not been for the Lord, where would I be? Blessed be the Lord who hath not given us a prey. God, you have not put us, God, as prey, but Lord, you are there. You keep me. Unto thee, lift up, I lift up, I lift up mine eyes. 
Lord, I dwell in the heavens. Come on, we begin singing some songs. It says in Psalm 126, when the Lord turned again the captive of Zion, we were like them that dream. Come on, there's some dreams that begin coming back. When I think about, God, what you've done for me, and when I look to you, God, there's some dreams that start coming back. Come on, you get a song in your heart, and you say, God, I see where I am right now, but I can dream again. I can dream again. I got a praise in my heart. Come on, you come, you come on, keep, keep going through the songbook, and we get all the way to Psalm 136. This is the great Hallel. The great Hallel in Psalm 136. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods. His mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords. His mercy endureth forever. To him alone doth great wonders, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that by wisdom made the heavens, his mercy endureth forever. Come on, him that stretched out the earth above the waters, his mercy endureth forever. To him that made the great lights, his mercy endureth forever. Come on, his mercy endures forever. Him who brought out Israel from among them, his mercy endureth endures forever and it goes on and on and on and it says oh give thanks to the God of heaven his mercy endureth forever these are the songs the songs that got into the hearts of the people the songs of ascent when they would begin to go and they're traveling to Jerusalem no matter what day it was no matter what their time of pilgrimage was they begin to sing some songs There was a certain set of these Hallels in Psalm 113 through Psalm 118. These are called the Egyptian Hallels. Because these, this group of songs, this part, this portion of the songbook is what they sang any time that they were going there, not just on any day. To Jerusalem, not making a pilgrimage on any day, but these are the songs they sang when they're traveling there for the Passover. It's a celebration time of the Passover. This is a celebration, come on, of the freedom that we have. This is the the songs that they would sing in the time of Pentecost. The time when God provided for them. Looking back on God's provision, they're singing these songs, these Egyptian Hallels. These are the songs when they were singing during the time and the festival, the traveling to Jerusalem for the festival of the tabernacles. The transition time. Celebrating the transition time between coming out of Egypt and going into the promised land. These were associated with joyous feasts, but most of all, these are associated with that time of the Passover. And we get to Psalm 118, and we're going to read just a couple verses here. In Psalm 118, 22 through 26. The stone which the builders refused is become the headstone of the corner. Okay, very, very clear messianic passage right here. This is looked upon uh, in in the New Testament writings uh, and and looked back on as very clear messianic passage, meaning that that this is a, a prophecy of the Messiah who was to come. The stone which the builders refused is become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. Blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. 
if you remember back to what they were saying when Jesus arrived into Jerusalem, this is the song that they were singing. This is the Egyptian Hallel that they were singing as Jesus comes, making his entry into Jerusalem. Blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. God is the Lord, which has showed us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords, even to the horns of the altar. They go on. Well, oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endureth forever. This is the song that they're singing. This Egyptian Hallel, this song of praise, something got in their hearts and they begin singing. Now Jesus, Jesus knows exactly what is going to happen just a few days after this. His life is going to be laid down for the very people who are singing these songs of praise. He knows exactly what's going to happen in the persecution that will take place to these very people as they begin to turn their eyes to Jesus. And they, come on, have, uh, they, they begin the churches and the church age begins to take place. And there's a song, come on, that needs to be in their hearts because there's a song that's going to carry you through the hard times. There's a song. I don't know what song it was. Come on. And there's, there's songs that, that they carry you through the hard times. I don't know what song it is for you. But there's songs that can carry you through the hard times, through the tough times. We see as the church age begins, there's persecution that takes place over and over and over. Right? There's, there's, there's persecution that, that comes upon the people and, and they're going. And we see the stories. We don't hear all the stories, but we see some of the stories of Paul. Well, you know the story of Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas, they go. And they're in, they're in Philippi. They're thrown into a jail cell in Philippi. And it says at midnight, at midnight, they're sitting there. They're shackled in the inner part of the jail cell. They're shackled. They're in chains. And then, I don't know which one of them started it, but somebody nudges the other and they say, hey, let's sing a song. I know it's midnight. I know we're in jail. But let's sing a song. And the song began, come on, to be sung by these men that are there in a jail cell at midnight. And there, you, you look at their circumstance and why are you singing a song right now? And they said, there's something in my heart that my circumstances don't define the praise that's going to come out of me. Because I know the one who saved me. Come on, I know that he deserves all the praise. Come on, I have a song book that I can open up. And it may not be, come on, of ink and paper, but there's a song book in my heart. And it just comes out of me. And I start singing songs of praise. And they start singing these songs of praise. And all of a sudden, come on, something starts a shaking around them. And all of the ground starts shaking in the jail cells. They come flying open and their chains that were on their hands and their feet come off. And the song that they were singing that was down in their hearts, come on, it began. Come on, to trans, transform their situation. And they walked out of that jail cell, and they're singing a song. And they're coming out of the jail cell. They say, my situation didn't define me. Come on, I have a song in my heart that will carry me through. Hallelujah. Come on, we need to get a song in our hearts. There's situations that you may be going through right now that they may be tough. Come on, they may be, 
come on, bringing you down. But there's a song that can get in your heart. And you begin to sing that song. And you say, Lord, come on, I don't feel it. But I'm going to sing it anyways. God, I don't feel it right now. And I feel lonely. Come on, and it doesn't have to be some song. Come on, that we sing here at church. Maybe it's just a song that comes to you as you're praying in the Spirit. And you just start singing it out. Or you just start crying it out. And you say, God, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, you're worthy. Come on, it's a song of praise to Him. And you begin to tell Him of all the greatness of who He is. Come on, and the song begins to erupt to Him. And you say, God, this is my praise to you. God, this is my praise to you right now. Hallelujah. Recently finished a a book that was a very convicting, convicting book. It's called The Insanity of God. And this is a story of, the subtitle says, A True Story of Faith Resurrected. It's written by a man who was a missionary. He he was a missionary in one of the, the, the worst situations that you could ever go into in Somaliland during a time where there was there was great persecution upon all the Christians and it's the time if you've uh, just 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 there was genocide that was taking place and he was right there in the midst of all of that he was trying to help those who were were hurting he's trying his in his in the midst of all of this he's just torn apart because coming out of it after spending years in there he, he looks back on it and he says god i know that i helped these people and these people and these people but you sent me to save somebody and i don't know what kind of an impact i really made and his faith is just kind of ripped from him. And so he begins praying. He spends some time. And, and he, God then sends him on a quest. This man sends him on a quest. And, and he begins telling the stories that are told to him of those who were persecuted and made it through. And there's one story that it just, just rang so true to me. And, and, I, and I think about the song, come on, of what it can do. And there was a man is, that he, was, he sat, sat down and, and talked to. This man was in Russia. His name was Dimitri, and, and his, his, his friend that, uh, that he had met had, had brought him, and he said, I need you to meet this man, Dimitri. And so he comes into the house of Dimitri there in Russia, and Dimitri says, I want you to sit here right, right in this seat right here, and, and we're going to do the interview, but I want you sitting here in this seat, because this is the seat that I was in when the soldiers burst in, and they arrested me, and then I spent the next 17 years in prison. This is the time of Russia when it was, uh, not Russia, but it was uh, the Soviet Union and they uh, had communism and, and uh, he begins to tell of, of this story and he says, he says it was uh, in a time, he says, I, was, I, I grew up, my parents, they raised me in church, but then the, the grip of communism and the grip of atheism and all of this, it, it began uh, to, to erode Christ, Christianity in our country. It says it got to a, a point where there wasn't a church within a three days journey. We could, it, it would take our family three days. This is by the time that, that he has a family and children. And he says it would take us three days to walk. And so it was only a couple of times a year that we were ever able to make it to a service. And so, and even then he said it was, uh, there was pretty tight lockdowns on those churches that they, uh, could make it to. And so he said, finally, one day, after a couple of years of this, he, he turned to his wife and he said, he said to his wife, I know that I'm no trained, uh, I'm no trained uh, 
minister of the gospel or anything, but, uh, you know, I just really am, am, am concerned about our children. We have children that they're missing the, the church. They're missing the stories. And they're, they're not going to be raised up in the faith. And so uh, I just wonder what you think. You know, do you think that maybe we could sit our kids down, our family down, and we can just have a time of, of getting into the Scriptures? He didn't know that his wife had been praying for that for the last four years. This man would come, and, and he begins then, and he, he sits down. This unlearned man, he was no trained minister, but he begins opening it up, and he, he, he goes and he reads through these scriptures, and they discuss the scriptures and, and all these things uh, to his children. And then his children, they begin to inquire, and they say, you know, I really miss the songs that we used to sing back in the church that we used to visit. And so I said, do you think that we could maybe sing some of these songs whenever we would come together when we'd get into the scripture? He says, sure, we can sing the songs. And so they would add that to their routine. Anytime that they'd come together and they'd have their time and devotion, they'd, they would begin to get into the scripture, but then they'd begin to sing some songs. He said, after some time, he said, it was just a small village. They had open windows. He said, everybody around them could hear what was going on. Eventually, some of their neighbors began knocking on their door and asking, what's going on? What's happening here? What are these songs that you're singing? And they began inquiring of this. And he says, after some time, they have 25 of them who are gathering there any time that he is, is having this time with his family. He says, I'm just an unlearned man. I'm no minister of the gospel. But I began just, just teaching this. And they're joining there. They wanted to be there for this, this time of, of just praise to God. And he says, eventually there comes, the authorities get word of it, and, and they come knocking on his door, and they say, you are having an illegal church here. What are you talking about? This isn't a church. I'm just, I'm just here gathering with my family. We're just, he had no idea that, that you could be called of God. You didn't have to go to some school. He had no idea of, of the notion of that fact that what he was doing is exactly what God wanted for us to do as the church. And they, they begin warning him, you need to stop this now. You need to stop this. And so he, he doesn't stop. He continues. And in fact, the crowd grows. They have 50 that are gathering into his house. And the authorities, they come again. They say, you are going to have some really harsh consequences if you don't stop this, this behavior now. You need to stop. He doesn't stop. And so he learned very quickly that they were serious. And he says very, very small things began to happen, such as his wife was fired from her job. And he, they, began, they lost all of their income. They, they lost all these things. They uh, had many things that were taken away from them, whatever the government could do. He said these were the small things that began to happen. But he says, I would not stop. And so he, he continued in this. And then eventually they came in. They burst into one of these church services, at least these times of gathering and and by this time they have over a hundred who are gathering there in his home and they come in the authorities the police officers burst into his house during one of these services and they point a finger at him and they say you are going to be arrested if you do not stop this in fact we will take you and we will execute you says that a grandmother stood up in that service put a finger in the in the face of that police officer and said, you are speaking to a man of God and you are going to see the judgment of God come upon you for the way that you're treating him. It was on a Tuesday. And that Thursday, that police officer died of a heart attack. It was on that very day that they did arrest this man, Dimitri. They took him to prison for 17 years. He was in prison. 
He said there were two behaviors that he had in prison. The first thing that he did, now he, he was in this place, this is again not a Christian country. In fact, uh, in fact, nobody that he knew there in the prison was, was of Christian belief at all. But he said there was two things that kept me. The first thing he said is every morning that I would rise up early in the dawn, I'd begin to sing a song. He said it was a song of praise. He said, I knew the situation of what I was in, but I would just sing this song. And he said that every one of the men around, everyone in the jail cells, they began beating metal things on the, on the, the bars, and they're, they're jeering at him, they're laughing at him. He says they eventually they'd start to get where they're throwing food at him, they're even throwing feces at him, all kinds of stuff, just to get him to stop this behavior. But he says every morning that I would wake up, I would just sing a song. So, and then... And the second thing that I would do is anytime I could find a scrap of piece of paper and a pencil, I said I would go and I would write down every scripture that I could remember. So it didn't matter. He said if it was just a little piece of paper, I'd just fill it up as much as I could. Every scripture that I could remember, everything that would come to my mind. He said I didn't want it to leave me. I didn't have a Bible there with me, but I didn't want this to leave me. And so he's, he's writing it down, he says, and then after he wrote it all down as much as he could, he would go and he would pin it up on his, on his jail cell. Pin it up. And he knew that the officers were going to find it, and every time that they did, they began to beat him. They'd beat this man, and, and they'd, they'd threaten him, and, and here he was. He says, I didn't care. This is what kept me alive. In the midst of my situation, all I knew is that I need to keep my faith. I need to continue, God, to serve you in whatever ways that I can. And this is what I did. I sang a song every morning, and I began to, to write down these scriptures anytime I get a piece of paper. He says it, it went on for years and years and years, and eventually it got to a place where, where they, they were tired of it and tired of this behavior of this man. And, and they said, you know what? We're so tired of you that we have just gone and we have killed your family. We've taken them away. Come on, and, and none of them, so I don't know why you're continuing to do this. Why don't you just give up? And finally something in him broke. They were trying to get him to confess that Jesus was not the Savior trying to get him to confess. And he, he said, finally, something in him. He says, God, I've had enough. I can't take it. And so he, he comes and he comes to them and he says, all right, I'll confess. I'll give my testimony. He says, whatever you want, just let me free from this. So they say, all right, we'll prepare something in the morning. We'll come and you can give your testimony of how you have denied your faith. And so that night he went to bed and, and he says that his family who had not, who, they had not done what they had told him, but his family had gathered together and they began to pray. And they didn't know what was going on inside of that. They didn't even know if he was still alive. But, but they began to pray that night. And he said that the Lord graciously allowed him to hear audibly the very prayers and the very voice of his children crying out for him and his safety and his protection. And he said, in that moment, I knew my family's still alive. What they're telling me is a lie. And so God became alive to him in the very moment of this. And so the next morning he wakes up and he begins to sing a song. He begins to sing a song of praise. He begins to sing this heart song inside of him. And he gets, the, the officers come to him and they're like, okay, why are you singing this song? And he comes and they says, it's because I'm not going to sign that testimony. What do you mean you're not going to sign the testimony? He says, God showed me last night. He tells them what happened. And he begins to tell them and they throw him back into his jail cell. They can't believe it. They say, why would you do this? 
says just a couple of days later, he says something amazing happened. He goes, and he's out in the yard, and, and he finds a, a whole piece of paper and a pencil that's laying right next to it. He grabs that up. He brings it back to his jail cell and he writes down it. He fills that paper in as small of writing as he can. He fills it up front and back. He writes every scripture that he can. Not, none of his time for 17 years that he found a whole piece of paper and a pencil right next to it. And so he, he's writing it all down. He gets done. He, he fills the whole paper up. He pins it up in his jail cell and, and he's looking at it and he says, wow, this is the greatest thing that I could ever give to God right here. This is the greatest thing that I could ever give to God. He says very, just a couple minutes later, an officer comes by and he grabs that paper and he reads it. He knew exactly what was on it. But he reads the paper. Why would you do this? And he says, I'm just going to take you right now to your death. And he grabs him out of that jail cell. And he begins taking him and he says, as, he, as this officer is taking him out of the jail cell, all of a sudden, the men of that prison gather around and they make a path And the man of that jail cell begins singing the very song that he had sung for 17 years every morning. They begin singing this song of praise. These men who had laughed and jeered and made fun of and spat at and thrown things at him. There was something in them that says, I see a man who is faithful. I see a man who he praised in the midst of his great circumstance. Come on. And when that officer finally gets him out, he opens up the, the prison door. He opens it up and he says, you're free to go. This man didn't have the authority to lead him to execution. His, his orders were to let this man free. And so he goes and he goes back to his home. And this man in the midst of his very circumstance says, there were two things that kept me alive. It was the scripture of God and it was the song in my heart. Come on, there's something about a song inside of us. Come on, if you can get a song of praise, it can keep you. It can. Come on, there's something about a song. Put a song in my heart, Jesus. Could we have our music come? Well, I'm going to come to a close. There's something about a song in our heart. Could we stand in this place? In fact, I'm excited today. Come on, because just like what happened that day, come on, when Jesus is coming in and they begin singing these songs, these hallels, these praises to God, and they're singing these, they're saying, save now. That's what Hosanna means. Save now. Save now. Hosanna. Hosanna to the highest. Hosanna, the son of David is here. Hosanna means save now. Salvation is here today. Come on. I have, there's somebody in this place right now who they need saved. There's somebody right now. In fact, we have one I know that's going to get baptized today. Come on, because salvation is today. Salvation. This is the day of salvation. Come on. The Lord will save. The Lord will save. If you're thankful that the Lord brought you salvation would you lift up a hand of praise or would you wave it around and say lord i thank you god i praise you today god you are a good god i worship you hallelujah god hallelujah god come on we're gonna get ready for a baptism here today come on we serve a good god but as we get ready would you just give god some praise come on he's worthy of all the praise god came and he gave his life for you god gave his life he laid it down let a song of praise rise up hallelujah jesus hallelujah jesus hallelujah 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 Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah.
be free. He broke the bond. 